Welcome to a Clear View of Sales podcast. Each week, well-regarded leaders in the sales arena provide invaluable insights at winning at sales today and into the world of sales technology. Now here's your host, Dan Silly. Thanks for joining Vendor Neutral today. We're here today with David Poole of Georgian Partners. Thank you, David, for joining us on the Vendor Neutral podcast. Oh, thanks very much for having me. Well, uh, again, uh, really appreciate you taking the time today to help us better understand the opportunity for both buyers and sellers as it relates to uh, sales technology acquisition. Uh, so first question I have, have for you, and again, I'm going to start on the bad side and then I'll focus on the, uh, the better or the, the good uh, moving forward. But can you tell us about a, a situation where you encountered a, a seller, uh, an organization that didn't take the opportunity to learn uh, about your objectives, learn about your needs, um, and just vomit information all over you rather than taking the time and, and listening rather than just talking? Yeah, so for me, a lot of the worst um, kind of experiences that I've had come in that first email, the cold outreach email. Mm-hmm. And I, I find that the, the, the worst of the worst are when you kind of are left wondering whether you've met this person before or whether you've kind of agreed to something because the email implies that you might have. And you are left kind of searching back in your inbox, trying to understand where this, where this contact came from. And then you just find that actually there's, there's no previous history. It's just been made to seem like there is some, some relationship there. And that's completely uh, unexplainable because if, if you get into the mindset of the person you're reaching out to, you want to build that relationship. So you want to immediately set context for kind of what, what the email is about and what the ask is and make it as clear and as simple as possible. So I can give a couple of examples that particularly have ticked me off if, if you're interested, Dan. Mm, please. Yeah, so I, I find that uh, SEO agencies are the worst for this. I'm, uh, I'm, my role is Director of Marketing here at Georgian Partners, and uh, SEO agencies kind of often pretend that they have some kind of magic information about uh, your website, and so they, they, the initial outreach email is often kind of in these terms of, We've done all this analysis and research on your website. Uh, can we pick up the thread on where we left off last time? Love to dive in deeper about all these mistakes that you're seeing on, on, on the report. Or maybe if you agree to a meeting, then we'll email over the PDF that shows all of the kind of um, details of the report on your website. And, and again, it's, it's just kind of a, a little bit of a, a false um, initial impression where you're just left okay. thinking, come on, a, I don't want to be feeling on the defensive about a sales relationship from, from the outset. I want to feel like somebody is, is in it for the long haul and wants to build trust with me. If they've actually found something on the website, <clears throat> why wouldn't they share it immediately? It just feels very false that you have to re- respond to get a report. And, uh, and, and B, uh, don't, don't make the client feel like they're doing something wrong immediately show them the opportunity show them what the long-term um kind of promised land looks like don't show them don't sell through fear no i i have to agree with you totally and you know maybe referencing a company like yours that's experienced similar type of uh, of issues is a better way of than trying to call you out on your weaknesses um or you know they're not calling you out on your strengths that's for sure they're trying to 
create a, uh, a perception of fear, like you said, and that fear in, inevitably in their minds is going to get an appointment or at least a phone call. Uh, and that's not the right way to do it. I totally agree. Um, so let's flip it over. So let's flip the card here and let's think about um, when you have a, a engaged with a seller that really did listen, um, a seller that took the time to learn more about your journey, learn more about your objectives, and not just, you know, talk and not just tell what they think you need to hear. Is there, do you have examples of that? Yeah, so for me, the, the best initial outreach is always kind of short to the point, explains an understanding of the problems in, in, in the kind of broadest terms, and then is polite in waiting for your response. Don't, don't expect them to even click on a Calendly link and book in a time. It's, it should just be like, respond if you're interested, and I'll do all the footwork to find a time that works. I'll go above and beyond. Um, <clears throat> in that initial email, show that you've done some research on, on what the company is, Show that you understand what their role is and how those two things match together with your solution. Um, then for me, the, the kind of perfect sales um, sequence is it follows kind of an ABM um, process. So mm -hmm. you're really thinking about that account and the account is very different to every other account that you're encountering. So you use as much kind of research and, and, and data as you have to tailor every single touch point as much as possible to that account. If, um, if you're doing a first demo, the, the very least you can do is put kind of the logo on the PowerPoint, but it should go, it should go beyond that these days. You should kind of show your understanding of, if not the specific account, the vertical or the kind of industry that your, your prospect is working in to tailor the demo, to tailor the materials you're showing, pick out the most relevant case studies, um, make your, your solution kind of branded if you can do that with the colors and the logo so that even when you flip over to the demo, it feels a lot closer to the eventual experience that, that your prospect is going to have. And then kind of take it from that. Every single time that you're having another a touch point, show that you've done even more research, whether that's spending time on, on their website, um, engaging with their marketing materials, attending their webinars so that you just show that you care, going to events where you know they'll be so you can meet up with them, going to the office, getting the team together. Really, all these things add up to really build trust that you actually care about getting their business. And for me, that kind of building trust and, and, and establishing a relationship of trust for the long term is the best possible thing anybody working in sales can do. Do you uh, do you feel that uh, to, today's modern seller needs to be become a situational expert, and that, that they also need to demonstrate that on their social activities? Um, I just I'm thinking about that because of what you just said. You know that you have to build that trust, you have to build that awareness, and sometimes it is difficult for an inside representative, and sometimes even the field rep, to engage personally, physically, in, um, face to face with that. Um, individual that they're selling to sometimes they're on the other side of the world or the other side of the country do you feel that social media or social resources like social media uh, are enabling our reps to become the, the expert or at least represent that positive message yeah I, I think so I think it's it's easy for um, any rep to go out on social media and see what your prospects care about see what they're posting about uh, in their day-to-day -day because that will give you a good understanding likely of, of what kind of problems they're thinking about. Um, 
but it, it goes beyond that. You can also kind of comment where they're commenting, like what they're liking, and surely, but uh, um, sorry, slowly but surely, uh, your name will um, start to be recognised by your prospects. Right. It's 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 even just kind of getting past that first hurdle with the outbound. If I recognise a name and I think, oh, I've actually seen them uh, around a fair bit on social media, um, far likelier that I'll respond positively because this is, you've already kind of um, broken down that first barrier. Um, but then going beyond that, it, give, it gives an opportunity throughout the sales process to continue engaging. I really like it when I see um, the reps popping up and it gives the reps a chance to understand that subject matter that they might not have. Nobody is expecting every single STR, every single inside sales rep to be able to have the um, required account knowledge if they're covering five verticals. But right. one way that you can quickly kind of get a little bit up to speed and start using some of the right terminology and some of the right um, uh, jargon that is used in your vertical is by following them on social. So very good research tool and very good kind of relationship building tool as well. Yeah, because again, you're creating awareness where there was none and you're giving them something to reflect on. So if they saw you socially, because again, that's where it probably starts for most buyers is that they start their research online, um, social media. They ask their peers, what do you use? What do you like? And, you know, many just throw out names and, and a rep's contact details. But th those people don't really know what's going on in that organization. They're just calling out a friend or a resource that they've had a positive experience with. But if that rep is out there demonstrating every day um, an expertise in their space, even around that solution specifically, that those buyers are going to pick up on that for sure. And I think there'll be a long-term value when they do see that email finally. They're more likely probably going to open it because they saw that um, social media post previously from that contact. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, you, you're right to call out that um, a lot of people start their search through social. Often, even, even if it's not kind of a, a public post or a tweet asking people for recommendations, I'll go through my network and I'll ask people yeah. what they've used in the past, what software um, they recommend for a particular problem set. And so again, it goes to this um, idea of every single action you take should be thinking about the long term. And that goes not even just for the account you're working on now. Maintain the same kind of level of professionalism and, uh, and, and quality, even when people are saying no, because you never know who is going to ask for a yeah. reference on your solution. And if you're kind of acting uh, disreputably over here, it might come back to bite you over here. So always, always think about how you can provide the most value possible, even when somebody's saying, you know what, I don't have budget this year or the timing mm -hmm. doesn't work for me. Keep being helpful, keep reaching out, keep engaging. Yeah, and it's, it's not... Uh... It's not a short race, it's a long race. It's uh, something that takes uh, quite a bit of time and energy. And those who see success are those who um, uh, dedicate that time and energy. I, I yeah. totally agree. Um, if we, you think about, I'm not sure if you've uh, taken a look at some of our profiles that we've uh, developed for the sales technology space, but um, the technology, our profile is specifically meant to create almost a mirror, right? So we wanna create a mirror image of what that company is doing for other companies like you right so if you're a buyer you're you represent uh, an industry you represent um, a vertical a specific uh, target 
uh, space in the market. Um, we're able to uh, reflect on the challenges that that product addresses, the priorities it addresses, the capabilities that it aligns to, and then we're able to very specifically give you something that looks and acts like your company. You know, does it, is it fit our build? Because you can very quickly determine whether or not um, the solution is probably a little bit of an overkill. Um, in more right. cases, a lot of tech out there it absolutely is. It's, you don't need every bell and whistle. Um, you don't need all these outreach tools. Sometimes you just need a simple solution that um, sends emails and tracks uh, uh, open activity. You know, it doesn't always have to have so, much, so many bells and whistles. Yeah, yeah, that's one one of the biggest mistakes I see um, inexperienced reps making on the first call, especially when it's been a, a cold outbound uh, outreach. You kind of set up the demo because you think it looks vaguely interesting, and then they don't qualify you quick enough. So they spend half an hour showing you this solution, really kind of going into selling mode too quickly without having understood what challenges you're looking to address specifically, and even kind of narrowing down at least ballpark um, pricing quite early on in the conversation, I find, because it, it, it's very difficult to tell from from that first email what kind of um, is going to be the best fit for, for that technology set. And I think a lot of people just are so excited to get the response to their email that they don't think about saying no themselves. Okay, right. I've, right. yeah, I've, I've asked you a few questions. You know what? You don't seem like you're going to be a perfect fit. So right. let's move on. Yeah, yeah and, that, and that first call really should be w far more questions than answers, you know, and the answers should come from the from the, the buyer, meaning the sellers really should be asking all the open-ended questions that are going to fully qualify that prospect, almost like you said, almost in the first 10 or 15 minutes, because at the end of the day, you could spin your wheel for an hour on a presentation, vomit a lot of information that's just not applicable to that buyer's needs, but they're being respectful and they listen. Uh, where you could have probably found out in the first five or 10 minutes if it was of value at all. And yeah. if you could, uh, if there was an opportunity to move forward. So yeah, totally absolutely. Great. And then um, I think kind of moving down the, um, the, the buying funnel um, for me, the, the best really, really set themselves apart when it comes to closing and implementation. So you know you're going to have to send over specific documents for the security review and the uh, terms and services review. Keep being as helpful as you have been at every other step of the journey. Keep uh, reaching out, seeing if there's anything else you can do to help, and then set the expectations for how long the implementation will take, uh, how much will be required from the client, even if you're providing services. It's going to be kind of some like work to be done on the client side. Let them know how much it's going to be so that they can set aside the right amount of time. And so you don't sign the contract and then there's kind of a month's delay and everyone's feeling a bit antsy about getting going with a new solution because they weren't expecting it to be so much work on their side because you didn't set the expectations. And then really, really work with your implementation or, or customer success team and keep attending all of the calls so there's kind of a, a transition period where you're the familiar party in the room and can ask, answer the questions about the account so that there's just that smooth transition into, uh, into being a customer and then hopefully expanding and, and becoming a reference. Wow, what great advice, David. Um, truly, thank you so much for taking the time today. Um, so David Poole with Georgian Partners. Um, we're, again, just so lucky to have you um, and for you to contribute to today's podcast. I'm sure buyers and both sellers are going to be 
uh, they'll look at this as a great resource and great information to move forward with. So thanks again, David, uh, for taking the time today and I look forward to uh, connecting with you in the future. Thanks very much. Thanks so much for having me on. Thanks for listening to a clear view of sales podcast. Be sure to visit vendorneutral.com where you can access the show notes, discover many valuable free resources and subscribe to the podcast.